I'm Nicole Fajardo. And I'm Natalie Pilar. And this is our podcast, How to Work It. For this episode, we are going to talk about different ways to earn college credit other than taking the normal classes and some tips and tricks we have learned on how to work the system to get the most out of your credits. The things we will go over are from our personal experience and a little bit of research. We thought we would help others going through the process of school anywhere from people in the middle of high school to those in their college journey. One way you can earn college credit is going through a community college for general education classes. So some of these could be lower level classes, which could be basic maths, science, health class. If you have to mm-hmm. get a PE credit, maybe do that. And after you get your lower level class credits at a community college, you can transfer to a different university or college of your choosing. For example, I'm I'm pretty sure one third of our classmates Yeah started off their college career at a community college. So they did two years at a community college and then transferred to our university and graduated at the same time. Mm -hmm. I remember walking to class junior year and being like, who are these people? And then realizing that they all started at community college. So I was very confused. They were brand new to us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you're at your community college, you're getting the basic knowledge for a fraction of the cost and once you transfer, you're going, you're diving deeper into more specific areas for your degree. Yep. You don't actually start your major classes usually until your junior year anyways, so it's smart to save some money and go to community college first. And a little tip is that it doesn't matter where you start your college career, wherever you're comfortable in terms of money or how you're feeling about the degree, mm-hmm. just start wherever. Yep. So one way I earned college credit throughout my college experience was dual enrolling at a community college and at my university at the same time. This helped me save hundreds of dollars on general education classes. And I took calculus classes, I took communication or writing, and I also took a health class online. Yeah. The hard part about dual enrollment, though, is that you have to take a limited amount of credits at a community college because to be a full-time student at the university, you had to have more than one-third of your credits at the university itself. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't save 100% of my money that I could be doing just attending a community college altogether. Another thing is that not all community colleges are nearby you. For me, my community college was about an hour bus ride away. Mm -hmm. And my freshman year, I didn't have a car. So I had to time it out correctly if I wanted to go to the community college for a class. Yeah, that's why community college isn't for everyone if you can't put yourself in a timely manner because then you would end up missing your classes. Exactly. So if you had to work or anything like that, Mm -hmm. it might be a different time crunch for you because it does take a lot of your time. It takes a lot of planning. You need to make sure that the credits transfer correctly. For example, Health 101 at a community college probably isn't the same Health 101 at your university. You would need to talk to an advisor or make sure each credit will transfer over nicely so you can get your money's worth yeah most schools have a chart for this course here transfers over as this course at our university so make sure to always look out for that like i said it does take a lot of planning in terms of scheduling so if your community college is an hour away from you make sure you leave two hours commuting there and commuting back, especially if you need to go back to the university to take another class. Make sure you plan out time. Another way to earn college credit 
is while you're in high school. There are multiple options to earn college credit while you're in high school. A few options are AP, also known as Advanced Placement, IB, also known as International Baccalaureate, and the third is to take college courses at your community college or nearby university as a high schooler and it would count for your high school and college credit later on. So for me, I did this while in high school. I took AP classes and I also took college courses at my nearby community college as high school and college credit. I didn't really like AP. AP was cool because it was at my school and your teacher teaches it. I actually only took the math classes because math was my stronger subject, but I heard a lot about English classes that they were super hard and I really wouldn't recommend because some people say taking them in college is way easier than taking the AP course. Yeah, that's what I heard too. But it's a good way to practice. Um, That's pretty much what the class is for. But that's just my experience. For my experience, I took one AP class, which was statistics. And for our majors, statistics wasn't a requirement. So it didn't fully help me in terms of college credit. But it was a good experience to take while I was in high school. I also was part of the IB program, but I did not do the full IB diploma. And I only took two classes of IB, and I believe it was physics and history. Mm -hmm. So not the full experience. Yeah. um, I know a lot of people that took AP classes and they took like maybe five to seven exams because that's how many classes they took. Yep. But most of them don't apply for their degree. They do transfer to college credits, but they don't count for anything for their degrees. It just depends on your major. Yeah. So um, I'll go over what these three options are. AP courses are courses taught by high school teachers at a college level. There are 38 AP courses available and it just depends on what your school offers because that's how you take these classes. Could find some alternatives for the summer if your school doesn't offer one that you like. Um, How to get this credit is by taking the class and taking the test. So it's a scoring based from one to five and basically if you do not get higher than a three, you probably won't get any credit for this class. Most universities want you to get a five. Just depends on the type of test and depends what kind of course you're trying to get credits for. Um, The exams happen in May every year and if you do fail it, you can retake it if you wanted to, but it only happens once a year in May. For me, I did take an AP course and it was AP Calculus and I got a four on the exam and when I tried to transfer it over to the community college nearby, I had a hard time because A four wasn't exactly to get me past all the way through the first course of calculus. Like I had to have a meeting with somebody. So that's why I say like AP courses aren't the best because it really just depends on your score. Yeah, it's all the end result. It's a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. Exactly. AP exams usually cost $95, but I have not paid for any of my exams. Most of the time your school will cover it. Um, so to you, it's practically free. Yeah, I haven't had to pay for a test exam either, and I don't know anyone who has. Mm-hmm. So the second option was IB courses. So there's something called the IB diploma, which can be achieved by taking classes in the six subject groups, passing the IB exams for those groups, and completing three additional core requirements. If you do not want the full diploma, 
you can do what like Natalie did and just take a few courses, but it's based on your school if they allow that or not. Mm-hmm. Some of the courses come in higher level and standard level, and there are some universities, um, usually the higher up ones that only like higher level, but so that's one thing you should look into just in case if you decide to go this route. Yeah, I believe both of my IB classes that I've taken was higher level. Yeah, the IB, known for being interdisciplinary and requiring a lot of independent thinking and assigning oral presentations and original research. And that's why a lot of universities like when students have these type of IB diploma or courses on their transcripts. How to get this credit is the same thing as AP classes. Basically, you need to take the class and take an exam, which is also offered in May. You can only get IB courses if you attend an IB approved school or the school you are taking these classes are an IB approved school. So that's one thing to look into. So that's the only way to really take IB courses. And the exam is $119 per exam, but I assume the schools yeah. will also cover for those. It's similar to that AP exams where your school mostly covers it. Yeah. The third option is college courses. So college courses can be taken while you're in high school. You'll pretty much be enrolled as a high school student and a college student. So you can take them at your nearby college or university and it can count for college credits and for your high school degree. To get the credits, you just have to be able to take the courses at your community college or university. You could even try doing this online and they are taught by actual professors. So I found it to be pretty intriguing being able to learn from people that are very knowledgeable in their certain subjects because some of them have PhDs, but most of them have their master's at least. Though the cost of this route is probably the most expensive because you do have to pay the regular community college pricing but community college is cheaper than university courses, so you get a little bit better value there. So you can kind of get a head start on your college classes even before you get to university. Yeah. With that said, I have family members who took college courses during their high school. So once they graduated high school, they actually graduated with an associate's degree yeah, as well. Yeah, totally can do that. So I buy two years of college. Yeah. If you're really feel like you're ahead in school, this is a great way to be able to have your full experience in high school and get ahead in college. Yep. These are different ways that you can earn college credit during high school, but you have to make sure that these credits will transfer over into college credit to the university you're going to because every university is different. So make sure that you check that. Also, make sure you take classes that relate to your major. So like for me, I'm an engineer, so I didn't take a lot of like psychology or like anything in the arts. Yeah, anything arts because I knew if I wanted to transfer it to my college degree, it wouldn't do anything for my degree. So it would just be extra credits for nothing. Also make sure you check the scores if you decide to take the test routes because a lot of schools will have this posted. So just make sure you check everything online. Mm-hmm. And the next way to earn college credit is through C-L-E-P, and that stands for College Board's College Level Examination Program. Mm -hmm. I haven't taken this exam, have you? No, I haven't, but I have heard of people talking about it all the time because they're just like, why don't you just take the test and test out of it? But no, I haven't actually done it. All right, so the exam is accepted by 2,900 colleges and universities. Since I haven't had experience with it and Nicole hasn't experienced it, 
this knowledge is all from research. Mm -hmm. So there are 34 exams total in different categories, and categories can include composition and literature, world languages, history and social sciences, science and math, and business. And in each category, there are subcategories that can go um, more in depth Mm -hmm. or a different level. From my perspective of this, it's like an AP or IB exam, but in terms of getting it for college credit. Mm -hmm. And the test is scored by a scaled score, and it is similar to the SAT. So if you also think about it, it's like a SAT subject exam, but a different way to do it. Yeah, which translates to directly getting college credit for certain courses. Yep. So taking this exam can save you money, and College Board says that a student who earns 15 CLEP credits toward their degree could save around 5000 at an average four-year university. Yeah, that's about right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And one pro for this exam is that people who are military service members, spouses, and civil service employees are eligible for free exams. Oh, wow. That's really nice. Yeah. So that you can get free college credit after just taking a test. Yes. Sometimes you have the knowledge. You don't have to take a course to get the credit. Exactly. Yeah. And if you are those people who can get an exam for free, Mm -hmm. why not do it? Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. Now that we went over on how to earn college credits other than taking your normal classes, now we have some tips and tricks on how to work the system while you're taking your regular classes to get the most out of your credits. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing that I recommend doing is trying to overlap credits as much as you can. So you can take general education classes that count for your gen ed classes and for your major classes. For example, if there is a science class that you need for your major, sometimes that science class can also be used for your general education. So when you are planning out your classes, check to see if it can fill more than one spot on your checklist. An example for me is that I minored in business and I had to take a general education class. So I took a general education class in economics and Mm -hmm. that doubled for my one of my requirements for my major, but Mm -hmm. also for my minor. So I didn't have to take two separate classes. Also think about adding a minor. Sometimes you can add a minor by just taking extra few classes. Um, So I did this for when I was in school. So I got an electrical and computer engineering degree and with that degree I could easily get the computer science minor by just taking like two extra classes and also making sure I picked specific electives for my major since my degree is kind of flexible which I had that freedom so really look into that and see if you can get an extra minor on the side by just taking a couple more classes. Another tip is to take summer classes. I took summer classes for about three summers. What about you? I Honestly, I've been taking summer classes since high school, so I can't exactly. even say. <laughs> <laughs> so I took a mix of online and in-person classes throughout all my summers. Mm-hmm. On classes are convenient when you are out of state, oh, so okay. you can go home if you want to, mm-hmm. but you're still getting college credit at the same time. This is also helpful when you're working a full-time job and you want to at least earn one college credit for it Mm -hmm. while working your full-time job or if you have some free time during an internship. Mm -hmm. Not all internships are 40 hours a week, so if you're part-time, think about it. Another thing is that in-person classes for summer are convenient when you're already paying rent for housing, Mm -hmm. so you might as well use it. Or if you're 
working on campus, which I did, and that is one of the reasons why I took summer classes as well. If you like smaller class size, in-person class size during the summer cuts in half. (laughs) Not everyone wants to be there during the summer, but if you want smaller class sizes, it could be an option for you. And I'm not too sure about every university, but I believe that most public universities, when you do take summer classes, Mm -hmm. they allow you to pay in-state tuition if you're an out-of-state student. So that really motivated me because even if I took classes online or in-person, it was still cheaper than my out-of-state tuition during the normal term. Yep, totally. Next, we have some tips on online classes versus in-person classes. So I did a mixture of both while I was in school because online classes were about the same as in-state tuition and I was an out-of-state student. It was just a little bit more expensive because of fees of being online. So any class basically that I felt I could do on my own, I took online. Um, So a lot of my minor classes and some lower level classes that weren't my major. Yeah, like general education classes. Yeah, I decided to take online because it's cheaper that way. And also it's on your own time, basically. Mm -hmm. So I could do it whenever I had more time, especially because sometimes when you're planning out your schedule, like some classes will interfere with each other. So taking them online is a good way to get around that. Yeah. But doing it on your own time is a little hard when all the homework assignments are due at the end of the semester. True. So for me, when it came to online classes in that terms, I procrastinated like a lot. But see, that's just because that those classes were like that. For me, yeah. mine were due every week, so yeah. it was just like a normal class. Depends on how that online class worked Works out, out for you. Yeah, definitely. For me, I liked in-person classes a little bit better when it came to math-based classes. So I can ask the professor or people around me faster than I could on an online class. Mm-hmm. And it was so much better for group projects. Oh, yeah. Doing group projects online are the worst. Because they can ignore you or just uh they can't talk to you Mm -hmm. or things like that. But if you're in person class, I can walk up to them and make sure that they have seen me and we talk about this. Yeah. Like even in, in this day and age, like everyone does everything online. It's still such a hassle to get people to do online group work. It's just not the best. So if you know you'll be having group work, we would recommend in-person classes. For sure. Our next tip is to plan ahead. And I don't mean plan ahead a term or two. I mean, plan almost your whole entire college career. Put every class that you need to take down, get the list out, take notes on what terms are available for because some classes aren't available every term. See what year you need to take it in. See the prereqs for the different classes. Just map it all out because this could save you a lot of money and it can also show you where you have holes if you want to take extra classes or if you can throw in your minor here based on the way you lay out your classes yeah so a tip for that is to basically work backwards if you have a list of what you need to graduate work backwards from senior year junior year sophomore freshman year so you know how to plan it out accordingly and like some things to think about is like classes can get full and there's also multiple classes available to fulfill a certain requirement so make sure you have some options out and you do some research so that you can see if you need a backup class the class gets full also if you plan it out you can see what terms you have less or more classes in and if there are some classes you can move around that's where you can stick them in so that you can have an even course load throughout the school year or if if there are some terms that you think you need a lighter course load 
Mm-hmm. then you can make sure to plan for that. Also, if you plan out everything, you can get the classes you want. Doing a lot of research and planning can make sure you have the best college experience you can class-wise because you don't want to get stuck with a professor you hate or the class you have no interest in. Those were some of the ways we know of to earn college credits while in high school and some tips and tricks to make the most out of your college credits. Although these were our experiences and from people we know, not all of these will be applicable to you. We hope some of this information is new to you and can be helpful, or you can share this information with someone else who may need it. Thanks for listening and see you next time.